Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. Economic indicators are brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Uh, no 8.30 indicators today. We do have a report on existing home sales due out at 10 a.m. this morning, forecast to rise 3.9%. Of course, we were yeah. forecast to see an increase in housing starts yesterday that did not happen. So we'll see what happens with the existing home sales. But since we haven't got any bad news, it's a perfect time to talk to Chris Rupkin. It is. Because he's yes. been optimistic, so we don't have any counterfactual for him here so far this morning. He's chief financial economist at uh, Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi. Uh, the the housing numbers, the, the housing starts numbers that uh, came out uh, suggest that maybe the bloom is starting to fall off the rose for housing. How do you see it, Chris? Where are we in terms uh, of housing and its contributions to the economy? Yeah, it's a it's you know it's one of those uh, indicators. Well, first off, housing permits as opposed to starts are go in the lead index of leading indicators. It's an important indicator. And it's also important because uh, Fed Chair Yellen says so. Now, I mean, she thinks that, you know, her idea is they have to go gradual because the economy still somehow, I don't believe it, but it's somehow she believes the economy is facing headwinds from the Great Recession. You know, never mind that uh, year eight of the expansion from the recession end starts in July. We've had eight years of growth. Uh, I don't know how we could be facing a headwind, but what she wants to kind of see is more home building, residential home building in the country, which is still, you know, less than half of the old level during the housing bubble. So fair enough. I mean, we're still getting a GDP effect from housing. It's adding about three-tenths to GDP growth, almost as much as it's ever going to do, even during the housing bubble. But, yeah, everything seemed to turn down in March, and housing starts and permits was one of those numbers. I mean, we have car sales down in March. Industrial production down in March, consumer spending not so red hot. You kind of wonder what's going on in the first quarter here, but hopefully uh, we'll see things be a little bit better in the second quarter. A little bit better uh, in housing or across the board? Yeah, I think – Go ahead. Yeah, I mean pretty much across the board. Um, You know, I mean let's put it this way. We've never had – People talk up recession a lot. I mean, it's amazing to me that when Janet Yellen goes out and speaks, she she still gets questions about what would the Fed do if they went in if we went into a recession. And you kind of have to scratch your head. It's like, aren't these the best of best times right now, with the economy at full employment, unemployment down at 5.0, and yet she still has to say, what would right. she do if we uh, fall back? But yeah, the headlines are getting a little weird now, aren't they? Um, I, Intel I, I would, cutting 12,000 jobs, PC demand is down. I haven't bought a personal computer for a long time. I have to think about that. Autos are turning down in March. The banking industry is not so good. 
close well, to home. That, it sounds like a gloomy Chris Rupke, which is a once-in-a-lifetime Yeah, thing. so pick me up. Within that, Chris, there was a great chart out on Twitter this morning sure. from a reputable source. I was thunderstruck how full-time male employment is now adding for the first time since the beginning of the crisis. Tell me the, the, the self-employed full-time dynamic you see now. I mean, are, are, is it a self-employed America? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of time, yeah, I mean, people, whatever happens, right, the unemployment rate comes down and then people start to go, are they good jobs? You know, is it a gig economy? It's always kind of difficult to respond to that. I think it's kind of those type of questions don't really help us understand where we are in the business cycle. I still think the – I'm with Yellen on this, that the unemployment rate is still the single best indicator of where we are. And these other side issues, you know uh, – you know, wage inequality, things like that. That that's different. You know, are they good jobs? You know, Bill Clinton that put that out out the first time. Yeah, they're jobs, but are they good jobs? I don't know if economics or you know understanding where we are in the business cycle, whether that helps our our understanding of where we are. I don't I don't see a lot of slack out there in the economy based on how we've done it for thirty or forty years of watching the economy. Well, if uh, that's the case, then um, what turns things around? That's the key question. Well, that's an interesting question here. Uh, sometimes you kind of wonder, is the cycle broken um, because they kept rates down here for so long we never got rates normalized? What turns things around? I don't know because, uh, you know, a lot of times it feels like the Fed believes that they're going to keep rates down here to stimulate more business investment uh, that will push the economy faster. You know, we're facing some headwinds, they think. But I would argue that it's been eight years since the end of the last recession that a lot of companies have ordered all the equipment they're going to need for some time to meet the demand for goods and services from consumers. And, you know, we're, we're kind of closer. I don't know if it's closer to the end of the cycle. I don't know if it has mm-hmm. to stall out and, you know, flip over into a ditch of the economy or, or a recession. It's just that we're not going to really – a lot of the areas of the economy mm-hmm. aren't going to get any better. Car sales aren't going to go above $18 million. Uh Business equipment, durable goods orders were at – uh, pretty high levels a year and a half ago. I don't think they can right. go back above that no. level. Chris, thank you so much. Chris Ruppy, quickly this morning with Bank of Tokyo, uh, Mitsubishi, most interesting. Uh, Mike, I think that's the gloomiest I've ever heard Chris Ruppy. He's not a gloomy guy. No. And he's, he's usually sober. our, our, our but, but, little ray of sunshine. I mean, you and I got to talk about this later about where we go from this second quarter on the American economy. Futures exactly up to. It's 8.37 on Wall Street. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Westchester Subaru. Visit westchestersubaru.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. President Obama is now in Saudi Arabia. The president will meet with Saudi leaders in Riyadh. Defense Secretary Ash Carter met with Gulf ministers today ahead of the president's visit. Carter talked about some of the topics President Obama will discuss with the Saudis. Delivering ISIL a lasting defeat countering Iran's destabilizing activities across the region and ensuring that our nation's combined capabilities against both of these threats 
match our combined commitments. Ecuador's death toll has risen to 525. Officials say more bodies will be found following Saturday's massive earthquake. Overnight, there was a strong 6.1 aftershock. The NATO-Russia Council has convened for the first time in about two years. The U.S.-led alliance is planning to object to what it deems provocative and dangerous actions by Moscow's military. U.S. officials say Russian warplanes repeatedly buzzed a U.S. Navy destroyer in the Baltic Sea last week. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stashauer. Mike, Rangers have now lost twice in this playoff series, and they've been beaten by two different goalies, and Pittsburgh's yet to use its top goalie. Marc-Andre Fleury remains out with a concussion. Jeff Zatloff won game one. Matt Murray won last night. Pittsburgh got a Matt Cullen breakaway goal. Third period snap to tie. They added an empty netter. They won 3-1. to one. Rangers coach Elaine Vigneault on his team, managing just 17 shots on goal. Couldn't make any plays with the puck. We made you know, whether it be uh, breaking out of our end or, or coming through the, the neutral zone or once we got in their end, just didn't make enough plays. And, uh, I mean, you got to give them credit. I mean, that was a real solid de- defensive performance there. Uh, we didn't get a lot done, and uh, we're going to have to get back to work. Series 2-1 Pittsburgh, game four tomorrow. Islanders in Florida, game four tonight in Brooklyn. The Fenning Stanley Cup champions are in trouble. Chicago lost to St. Louis 4-3. Blues lead the series 3-1. Celtics only seven first quarter points fell 89-72 at Atlanta. Mets were facing a hot pitcher. Vince Velasquez last time out shut, struck out 16, but the Mets pounded him. He was gone in the fifth inning. Mets all over the Phillies 11-1. They had six more home runs, two by Neil Walker. Yankee bats were quiet in a 3-2 11-inning loss to Oakland at the stadium. Red Sox only one hit in 10 innings. Fell 3-0 to Tampa Bay. Washington hit four home runs and a seven-run seventh inning to win 7 nothing at Miami. Bryce Harper is second grand slam of the past week. The Giants have re-signed tight end Larry Donnell, who went down last year with a neck injury. The Jets still have not re-signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, so they are talking to free agent veteran Brian Hoyer. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. Uh, John, thanks so much. Appreciate that. Uh, we've got a really special treat for you folks with the president in Riyadh and then the president moving on to London for um, birthday festivities for the Queen, and I believed Germany after that. It is a wonderful time to speak to Robert Hormatz, Ambassador Hormatz, of course, recently working with the President and Secretary Clinton on the economics of our diplomacy, but for years, uh, his public service and private, se- uh, private sector service at Goldman Sachs International. Coming up, only on Bloomberg Surveillance, Robert Hormatz. The Sports Report was brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. The spring sales event is happening now. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com. Land Rover, above and beyond.